0: Kia ora, you're with the House and I'm Johnny Blades. This week, 31 women MPs from around the Pacific Islands region visited Wellington for a development and connection event at Parliament. They represented the majority of women MPs from the 11 Pacific Islands countries they hail from. It's a region where the vast majority of elected representatives have always been men, where the institutional and social barriers to women standing for Parliament in the first place are deeply entrenched. I sat down for a chat about how these barriers might be overcome with several of the visiting Pacific MPs, including Geraldine Paul, an elected representative in the autonomous Papua New Guinea region of Bougainville.
1: Politics for women in Papua New Guinea and also in the Melanesian space is actually, we don't have an equal playing field with the men. Um, having said that, it means that like there, there are some other things that it, um, also contribute to that. I'm not saying that in a bad way, but one of the biggest challenges that us women face is um, we women need to support each other, and in in most in most cases. Women are the ones that are gatekeepers. They are the ones that actually culture and nature, all the cultural practice in uh, in in Bougainville and also in, in throughout the Melanesian society. That's inclusive of Solomon Island, Vanuatu, and, and PNG as well too. So we have this cultural practice where we, we bring our men up. We give all the... You know, we go out of our way as women to, to ensure that our men are looked after. And, and they have like traditional man houses where cultures are preserved for men. And that sort of practice also goes right into the... Um, you know, into decision making as well, too, where men are only the ones that are allowed to make decisions. So, in that way, it kind of it, it put a very sort of negative sort of um, recognition towards women. In other places, like you know, there are we call it Hausmann, where women bring food to them and they serve all the, and it's okay, it's all right. But as is. In a space where women need to be recognised and also sit around a table where women make the same decision, where it reflects the you know the services in the community and everything that comes with it, women need to also be treated the same as well too. Um, so for us uh, in Bougainville we have five women, three of us women actually came through the reserve seat and yes, the reserve seats are being voted by both men and women, um, two of our colleagues actually came through the general se- um, uh, election, but in the community unfortunately, the people. People still perceive perceive the um, the general elections or or that space as for men only.
0: Now consider for a second how in New Zealand we have an even split between men and women in the 120-seat parliament. Papua New Guinea has pretty much the same amount of MPs in their national parliament, but the number of women MPs in that house? Two. One of them is Kesi Sawang, the MP for the Rye Coast.
2: If you see, we are not many in our parliament. Uh, I think the smaller Pacific nations are doing better than us. But in Papua New Guinea, there's only two of us in parliament, and uh, with this kind of uh, event where we, we come together as women parliamentarians uh, for the Greater Pacific, networking with each, each other, learning from each other, and we can that can also strengthen us and uh, help us to become better parliamentarians in our own country, build networks and uh, work with other Pacific women parliamentarians for uh, the greater good of our region.
0: How important is it for your country to have more female parliamentarians? Because before this last election in which you were elected, there were none. Now there's two, which is progress, but it's still small.
2: Um, You know, we've been independent uh, for 47 years, and I am the ninth woman in parliament in 47 years. And it is very important because, you know, Papua New Guinea, we are big. Uh, Our latest population is around 12 million, and uh, we need women in parliament to represent the voices of the 6 million women and girls in Papua New Guinea. And as, as you know, the highest we had was from 2012 to 17 with three. After that, we had zero. There's two of us right now. I'm, I'm grateful to our prime minister. When I first came in last year, he appointed me as the Vice Minister for International Trade and Investments. And after a year, now uh, three weeks ago, I was appointed as the Minister for Labour and Employment. And uh, that's having uh, an inclusive cabinet, voices of women and girls in our cabinet.
0: I mean, when, when you go to the election stage, there are challenges, aren't there, that women candidates face that I suppose men may not
2: uh, yes, we face a lot of challenges, and if you look at the history of elections in Papua New Guinea, they, they mean, every time there's observers, there's research being carried out, uh, and there are a lot of reports that comes out after every election. Uh, the issue is that we go to act upon those reports to actually make the playing field fairer and more, you know, conducive for women. and. Uh, we, we face a lot of challenges from cultural barriers to money politics, threats, intimidation and I, I can say that the playing field is not level for us uh, women in Papua New Guinea.
0: Because of those disadvantages could there be some reserved seats to create more of a balance in the house?
2: Um, yes, I've uh, advocated for reserved seats because of all these uh, the, the challenges but the Parliament has actually Established a committee that has looked at uh, creating reserve seats, looking at the Samoan model, and there's actually a permanent parliamentary committee working on that. But uh, reserve seats in the past didn't uh, go well with uh, in our parliament. Uh, they want us to go out and contest just like uh, everybody else.
1: Yeah.
0: That sounds fine on paper, but as you pointed out in your previous answer, there's these disadvantages against women which are more than for men, and, and the big men are still in charge, you know, for better or worse, right?
2: Uh, Yeah, yeah, um, that's the part we've gone down, and at the moment, I'm not really sure what uh, the outcome of the parliamentary committee uh, that went around the country to hold consultations and did the paper on uh, actually four reserve seats. Mm. The previous one was for 22 reserve seats, but the latest one, the the studies and stakeholder consultations have gone, uh, it's for four reserve seats for the four regions. But at the moment, now talking to you, I'm not sure what stage it is.
0: As a minister, do you face any particular challenges being a female as a minister of government?
2: Um, so far, I've had a lot of respect from the male colleague in, in, in parliament, and especially in government caucus. And many of them, they tell me that uh, you beat us. They tell me you beat us because it's so much challenging for you, 10 times more challenging for you than us, but you made it. So I I have a lot of respect. I do have challenges as well, you know. We have many great Papua New Guinean women, well-educated. They have made their mark in business, in the private sector, even in government. But the problem we had is have is they're not interested in taking that journey to go into our legislation because it's so hard. So a lot of women shy away from taking this journey, and um, I really hope that I inspire, especially the younger women, the younger generation, so they can see that we need women in parliament. We need to have an inclusive legislature. We women need to get our lived experiences into parliament, into our policies and decision making, so we can have a fairer and equitable society. And uh, I really hope to inspire women especially the younger ones, to consider taking that route.
0: So this week's Wananga in Wellington was a chance for building connections in and around a series of workshops, sessions and presentations on areas such as personal strategy, political skills, social media and broadcasting, among others. For Olaf Jacobson, a veteran MP in Niue, it was an ideal opportunity for brainstorming about raising the representation of women around the region.
3: Um, We
0: surrender uh, leadership roles such as that
3: in politics to men because I think it's we underestimate our own strengths and ability to be able to take those roles. Being in the Niwe Assembly where you have men who are in big numbers. Uh, the previous uh, session we had was three women. This time round, we had six women in the house. I put my name up to run as a premier up against a male, Dalton Tangelangi, the current premier of Niwe. I did that because I believe in democracy Also to test the waters and see, where do our women who have now come in and new as they may be, where do they stand in all this? It was a very interesting reflection because not one of them voted for me. Uh, Of course the men will have the numbers, but you would think that in terms of women's solidarity, And I don't um, for once think that um, I'm not credible. I think I'm a credible leader. But I don't go around advertising myself because I wanted them to see the work that, that one does and to put you in on merit, rather than to put you in because we feel sorry for the women and we do need someone in there to be, you know, bring Token. that gen- Yes. Yes. Um, so if we're going to consider that we can make a valuable contribution,
0: then we need to be a little bit more assertive. Do young Pacific women, do they look at politics and say to themselves, it looks too hard because of the biases, because of the the patriarchy and and so forth. What do you reckon?
3: Um, For Niwe, it's very different because ours is not very strict. And so people are left to uh, think, but there is that element of respect. And it's that element of respect that kind of interferes with um, with the real desire that women wanted to sort of push themselves a little bit more. But um, if um, uh, you've got relatives who will say, but don't forget that this is um, our person yeah. or he's related to us, uh, we need to consider that um, you know he's there as well. Yeah. And so you're left a toy between... Uh, what's there, and what you are ap- actually able to to give, yeah. and to help out with? Uh, somebody asked me as to why I have I had not uh, lost an election since 1988, and all I, my reply was that um, I do the work. What I mean by that is when people come to ask for help, I make sure that it's not the type of help where they're saying to me, oh, could you give me some money or could you give me some food? It's got to be something that they wanted to to do to bring about a change in their lives, to make their home settings good. And if it's to do with problems in an institution of government, I help them. Uh, At the same time, you don't want to mix it up and have people say, oh, that's treating. Mm. and That's trying to find favour with people. Mm. You get in there on merit rather than as a token. I think the conference gives the ability for our women to actually seriously consider doing something more positively that they know they can do without having to sort of look at culture
0: and whatever. Another of the female Bougainville MPs here in Wellington this week was Amanda Masono, who said that the Wanang had been helpful in giving her ideas for addressing her people's major issues related to climate change and food security.
4: What we face in Papua New Guinea generally and also in Bougainville is that although we come from a maternal society, it does not mean that uh, everyone supports us. What what we see is totally different. Like men actually support us. Women don't vote for women. It is the men. So we the challenge is us actually working, coming and recognizing that we should in part- we should partner with men to actually uh, ensure that we increase participation, but uh, the conference has been very good for us. It's it's an opportunity for all the women MPs in the Pacific to come and share stories of uh, the common issues that we face, particularly in areas of uh, gender equity and increasing women participation in parliament. And also one of the common Issue that we face uh, as small and small island states is um, the effects of climate change. How we uh, mobilize, how we can mobilize together to uh, to tackle those effects of climate change on the islands.
0: Yeah, and Bougainville, it's, it's real. It's happening, isn't it? People moving all the time. Women MPs have a role to play, don't they? As leading the way for a solution to this.
4: Yeah, I believe uh, that that is. That is quite true. I'm a, as a woman MP and uh, coming from one of the islands in in Bougainville, who who's always faces the challenge of if, uh, you know cli- climate change, uh, with the effects on the island, these issues of food security, and um, think from this uh, conference, I've learned that other Pacific island countries actually have. Uh, climate change policies um, that um, I believe we could, instead of reinventing the wheel, Bougainville can actually uh, uh, adopt, but, you know, tailor to suit our to our context. And also more uh, importantly to learn, because some of the countries that have actually attended this conference come from very small islands like Catherwood Island and the other out of like Kiribati all these islands. So I think what I, should, I, I would, it's very helpful for me because I will learn in terms of food security, addressing food securities. And I have the minister for uh, uh, primary industries here, Geraldine uh, Paul, who is also working on, through the ABG policy, uh, the the um, food security policies to, to address those, those issues. So I think it's more like... A, and a platform for us to come and share and learn from each other how they've actually advanced those challenges in, their, in the islands.
0: Masono's fellow Bougainville Regional MP Geraldine Paul echoed Olaf Jacobson in suggesting that a new era of assertiveness among women MPs was called for.
1: For us women that are already in the politics we need to set really good sort of leadership um, examples to our other women to, I, I don't know how to say it, but we need to make women in politics sexy, meaning like you know women have to see that as something that they want to do and ra- rather than feel like, oh, no, this is not my space. So I think now with the trend of us five women in there, like, you know, I'm not... I'm, I'm only speaking on, on where I see where it's coming from. I'm getting positive feedback from men in my constituency, Electric, that they're, they're going like... Damn, women can actually lead. I think this time around we need to get more women in there. But it, you know, it's not something that's going to happen overnight. It's, it, you know, this is sort of things. And the biggest, biggest, biggest hurdle is our culture that actually does not allow women to participate. Um, there are other places that do, others don't. But again, I think my my sort of um, take to it is like through this uh, conference that we've attended, through the through the recognition of what the, the Pacific sisters are going through and all that. Um, us women are either either we make it or we don't. Either we support it, so it's it's more like, you know, we're the 60% of the population in each of our countries, so we need to fully support women. We need to recognise that women can lead. But again, it goes back to, you know, who are these women? So instead of us shutting down, shying away from our responsibility, I think it's time for us to, you know, shine our lights out there and so that we can do, we can be in the places to make the changes as well.
0: That was Geraldine Paul, the Central Bougainville Regional MP, one of 31 Pacific women MPs who attended this week week's Wānanga at New Zealand's Parliament. And you've been listening to The House, a programme made possible with funding from Parliament's Office of the Clerk. Kia pai tō